This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We know that when it comes to you living your one thing, it's very much a journey. Uh, We have an acronym for this called TIME, T-I-M-E. Every single one of us starts by treading, just trying to keep our head above water. There's so much on our plate. And we move from treading to implementing the tools of the one thing. That's the I in time. And ultimately, over time, you begin to master it and you turn around and you empower it. Today, you are going to get to meet someone very special to us. She's a member of our Living Your One Thing community who has been going through the journey. You're going to hear her story of really treading, dealing with so much uh, in her life and beginning to implement and master the tools to the point that now she's going to be on this episode and hopefully empower you to live your one thing with a little bit more intention a little bit more purposefully. The title of this episode is One Thing to Overcome Overwhelm. As you listen to her words, ask yourself the question, what is the one thing I can do to overcome the overwhelm I'm currently experiencing? By the end of this episode, we're going to revisit it. And hopefully, you'll have that clarity. With that, let's get into this conversation with one of our members, Tiffany Gavane. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch, snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. I heard about the one thing in probably a thousand different places. <laughs> Pat Flynn, Hal Elrod. I mean, you could just go on. And I felt like the universe was pounding me on the head to listen to this. What was going on in your life at the time that you were hoping to make a change? My son has a chronic disease and his treatment takes daily effort of a lot of different things and that what we were failing at Hmm. and that was on top of the list of things just in our normal household and the list of things in my two businesses i have a for-profit and a non-profit and i i was juggling 90 balls and they were all about to fall and so i was looking for solutions to the source of the problem not just continued symptoms go back to that moment how you've got all these balls up in the air between your businesses your family life taking care of yourself on top of having a son with a chronic disease that's very demanding How are you feeling at that point in time in your life? 
I was struggling with anxiety and depression. And physically, I was always not feeling well because I never, I never had the time to actually plan healthy things to eat, much less eat them. And so I would feed, I would feed my children and then run off to the next thing and not even eat myself. Mm. And that I, I was, I was at the point of a breakdown. You hear about the one thing. You was it the book or the podcast you went to first? I went to the audible version of the book. Nice. You get through the book. What do you think at that point in time in your life? Well, little side note, I went and bought the book because halfway through, I knew that it was, it could be something absolutely life changing if I gave it a chance and I really stuck to it. Mm. And so I went and actually bought the book so that I could make notes in it and highlight. I write all in my books. So, uh, I can't do anything from the library. So I actually bought it and I felt like there was hope. Hmm. Tell us more about the hope side. I'm, I'm really trying to put myself in your shoes and I can only imagine how I would feel if I was dealing with everything you were dealing with, Tiffany. And so when you, when you say hope, what did you think was possible? I believe that it is possible to do anything that you want if you really have the passion for what you are doing. And all of these pieces individually, I have a tremendous amount of passion for. I, I love my nonprofit. I teach kids how to cook. Of course, I love my family. 50% of my time is dedicated to my children so that I don't miss all of those moments because I'm so busy working. And so I, I knew that it was possible. I just didn't understand why I was not able to pull it off. Hmm. And I know that we, we have imposter syndrome a little bit and we look at other people's lives and, and we don't know what's going on in the background. And, and I believe that. But I also believed that I can do this. And I wanted to show my family, especially my little girl, that moms can really love their children and, and do something on top of that if they want to. Hmm. Not everybody does. And so the idea, I just, I really believed that I could do it. And I just didn't know how. And so this allowed me, the one thing allowed me to really dig into what it was that I really wanted, what was important, and to flush the rest of that crap down the toilet. Where did you begin? Well, I... I started with the first domino, which was the thing that was causing the most stress in my life, in our lives. And that was this condition with my son because he has such anxiety over it that he melts down several times a day. And I was reacting to that. So my immediate goal was to bring the temperature down in our household in whatever way that I could. And so he became 
My one thing. When you look at your son, what was the one thing you could do such that by doing it, everything else with his condition would hopefully be easier, if not unnecessary? Well, it ended up starting with just one of the pieces of his treatment, his daily meds. But that took me a good six months to figure that out. Hmm. Walk us through that. Walk us through that. Sure. So I'm a I'm a list maker and <laughs> I'm like Are you the creator I, of the honeydew list? Uh, oh boy, you have no idea. You've been I have talking four, to my wife. I have. I probably taught your wife. There you go. <laughs> So I I made this list that at the same time I kind of got into bullet journals and and journaling. I've never been able to journal before. My mind gets too scattered, and so the concept of bullet journals and a habit tracker was re- really attractive. And so I made this list of all of the things that we need to do on a daily basis to change our habits and get us on the right track. And so each one of us has an 11 by 17 spreadsheet that I printed out that was all of the things that we were going to check off and do each day because we also have legitimate ADHD. And so if it's not right in our face, it's out of our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I talk about we can get distracted bending down to tie our shoes. So <laughs> having that checklist of things to go through actually is really very helpful. But it took a couple months to realize that there was so much on the checklist and we're such perfectionists that we felt like we were a failure because, wow, there's a lot of white space here. There's not a whole lot of pink marker on on these spreadsheets. And let, after- let, me, let me pause you right there, Tiffany, because you're, you're striking on something that is so powerful. And this was one of the first things that we discovered when we created our community behind living your one thing was people set this have this idea of what it looks like to live the one thing in their mind that's what perfect is and quite often it's too big it's too much it's not one thing they can do and when they fail to achieve that marker that they set artificially high they feel like a failure and they will only allow themselves to feel like a failure for so long before they give up. It sounds like you had that exact experience. Absolutely. We didn't even make it to day seven before there were zero checks in, in that day. Hmm. It, didn't even, it did not even last a week. And the funny thing was, we, it, I dated it by month because I... I had this grand dream of, you know, kind of putting them together at the end of the year. Look at what we've done. Isn't this great? And in March, I realized that November was still up on the wall. We had just it it almost scarred us so much that we just we walked away from it for several months. What's interesting about this situation is if you walk away from that list for several months and that month turns into a year, which turns into multiple years, what happens to your son? Oh, that's exactly what we're living because it's been five years and 
most children are able to cure this in less than a year when Mm. they do the things they're supposed to do. And so I was dealing with how I was failing my child because I wasn't taking care of him, wasn't getting my own child the medicine that he needed every day in order to start his road for recovery. Let me tell you how that felt. Uh, I mean, I, uh, and anybody who has kids, I think is tearing up right now. Uh, it's clear that fail- failure was not an option for you, Tiffany. So what'd you do? I kept trying. I think that's the biggest thing I tell people all the time when they're trying to figure something else, something out, what, whatever it is, right? Whatever your one thing is, keep trying because you don't always figure it out right in the beginning. And so in March, I joined the Living Your One Thing community so that I could immerse myself in everything, the one thing, right? There's the coaching calls, there's the Facebook group, all of that was was keeping me in the moment at, 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 at every moment. Mm. What do you mean by it was keeping you in the moment every moment? Well, fortunately, there's a lot of activity in the Facebook community. So I was getting lots of notifications. I did not turn off the group notifications to this group like I normally do because I really wanted that constant multiple times a day reminder that I'm part of this community. There are other people out there in the same boat that I'm in. And if I would just engage, then I could have success stories also. What happened? Well, I spent April going through all of the content. It took me a good few weeks to actually come to a a weekly spreadsheet that I thought personified exactly what my goals were. Mm. It wasn't, but it was my first try. And I didn't do very well in April. But then in May, I met the business goals that I had set. Mm. And so I I felt like there was some success. And then in June, I, I realized that I had everything backwards. That I had decided that I was only going to focus on two areas, my business and my summer camp business and the personal, which was all about my son. And I was doing the business stuff first when really the most important thing was my son. Mm. And so I started listening to the podcast when we were driving on the speaker instead of in my headphones so that my kids could hear the podcast also. So they asked me things like, Mommy, are you, are you going to listen to Jeff today? And I tell them, yes, I am. And so they 
sort of subconsciously started recognize this conversation about what is the most important thing and getting that done first. And then another aha I had, I went back to some of my notes from the book talking about decision fatigue and how your willpower is strongest in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I did some time blocks in the morning so that I would I would do those things. So we used to take my son's medicine in the afternoon when he got home from school. And since it was summertime and we had the freedom to give it to him in the morning and we didn't risk any side effects while he was at school, I wanted to get into that habit. So long story short, I started a 66-day habit with my son. It's his habit tracker. He's the one that wrote it. He's the one that marks it off when he's done taking the medicine. Although I've got to be honest, it's just as much for me to remember to give him the medicine. So mm-hmm. we're, we're both doing it. What I'm hearing you say, Tiffany, is you came into the community. It wasn't like you had immediate clarity. It took you a few weeks to actually work a 411 to get a sense of what are your goals. And based on that, where, where are you focusing this month, this week? And what I heard you say is that wasn't even necessarily the right goals. It was the ones that got you to the next step, that got you to the next step. And that it was one thing at a time over a period of multiple months where you wake up and go, huh, I've been focusing on business first, family second, when in, in truth, family is what's most important. And the one thing I can do is get my son to take his meds, which led you to ask questions about how do we make changes so that that happens consistently. Is that correct? Absolutely. What happened and... when you went on a 60-60 day challenge with your son? Which, what's his name? His name is Isaac. Hey, Isaac. What happened? He started to really look forward to marking the, the X on the sheet. On the 66-day challenge calendar? Yes. Yeah. And then I started to see some confidence in, in what he was doing. And some pride, the medicine actually started to work because in five years, we had never gotten through even a week of daily medication. And so at the end of 30 days, we were really starting to see a difference in, in, his, in his body that was showing. And that gave both of us the pride and the confidence to keep going. We tried actually to have a second habit and that did not work. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing, people. I know. But here's, so, what's in, here's what's interesting because you shared on our, our most recent call for the community that there were 27 different yeah. things you had to do for your son, for his health. And when you, when you had it on the spreadsheet and the mark of success was getting all 27 things done, you failed and you stopped doing any of them. Yet when you narrow the focus down to the lead one, getting him to take his meds first thing in the morning, what happened? 
It worked. <laughs> so it wasn't about the fact that he had to do 27 things. It was the fact that the mark of success was one thing rather than all 27. Yes. And it doesn't mean that the other 26 things are just not done. It just means that when we got that one thing done, we called it a win. Hmm. And then we, we did the other ones if we could, but if we didn't, then we didn't beat ourselves up. Let's pause a minute. What you just said had incredible wisdom. So let's paraphrase it. It's not that you can do one thing and not do the other 26 and you still win. It's a matter of understanding that when you did the one thing, that was a win. That was the mark of success. You felt excited. You felt that sense of accomplishment and that carried you to do the other 26 things. And if you did 26 of the 27, it was still a win for the day. And you had the motivation to tackle the next day with equal enthusiasm. Is that correct? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, it becomes the first thing that we talk about in the morning. So I get the tap on my shoulder and we talk about what flavor is our breakfast shake. (laughs) Because all it took was finding a way to make it work for us. So nobody wants to take the medicine. So how do we make this fun? Guess what? We're going to have a smoothie every morning. Mm-hmm. And you, bud, are going to get to choose what flavors. So he goes to the grocery store with me. He picks out the frozen fruit that he wants. And every day he gets to make a choice. He gets to take control of his own body, of his own recovery, which is going to be a foundation for him as he grows up. We need to line some dominoes up for people. For those of you that listened to the last episode, we talked about how when you go on a path of mastery, you got to be really intentional about what you choose. And I mentioned how the importance of asking questions has played in my life personally and how that has helped me be more intentional about living my priorities and living the one thing. You just, you're witnessing this in real life for Tiffany and for Isaac. This is the reason that if you look at the back cover of the one thing, there's a question mark. We wanted people to start asking the question, what's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. We didn't want people to start doing the one thing. We wanted people to start by asking the question. And here's why. Tiffany, your journey was not, I read the book and extraordinary results became mine. What I'm hearing you say is your journey is, I read the book, I got hope, I tried, I didn't quite have success yet. So I asked a question. I found an answer. I tried. It didn't quite get me there. So I asked the question. I tried. It didn't quite get me there. So I asked the question. And you kept one day at a time, one thing at a time, making changes until the dominoes started to fall. Absolutely. I mean, that that nails it to a T. Yeah. I want to fast forward to today. You're, you've been going down this journey for, gosh, about a half a year now, really intentionally inside of the community. 
Where, where do you need help most right now? I need help with the accountability of honoring my time blocks. Mm. When I'm using my time blocks properly and I'm in the moment, I'm getting it done, whatever it is, whether mm. it's doing accounting or prepping something for my family or meditating out on the deck. It doesn't matter when I actually take that five minutes and I'm going to start anyway, whether I want to or not, then the sky is the limit. When Mm. I let the minutia Mm. happen first, the minutia snowballs into thing after thing after thing, and the most important things don't get done. So the accountability of of actually starting it right away in the morning is what my current challenge today is. Okay. Can, can I coach you on this a little? Yeah. Okay. What are the top three things that are stopping you from honoring your time blocks? Number one is sleep. That sleep is impacted by uh, my pain level, mm-hmm. which makes it very hard to sleep for more than about two hours. And going to bed at night. Hmm. What's one solution for each? So I believe number two is going to make number one a lot better. If so, you can go to sleep earlier, yeah, then that allows you to get more sleep. Right. Okay, right. cool. It actually goes backwards, right? So if I make it a priority of, you know, this is my bedtime instead of reading or working or whatever until one or two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, so making that bedtime a priority. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, I, I did from our coaching call, I did make that call to Dr. Huffman. I'm seeing him on Tuesday. So, so I which- did start that ball. So for, for people who have no clue what you're talking about, every month inside the community, we do a group call. And oftentimes, we'll pull people in the community and spotlight them and look at their 411 and ask them questions because that's what this community is. We are on a path of mastering the 411. And so Tiffany was somebody that we spotlighted. And the one thing she could do for her health, because she mentioned she's got chronic pain as well that stops her from sleeping, was she needed to make a call to a doctor. And so we just said, when are you going to get it done by? Like You're in front of the community. You got to get it done. So you got it done. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. So he's going to give me work to do. Good. And so I can honor that work. I can time block that work. That becomes the uh, the pink items that are on my that are on my spreadsheet, which are the items that are self-care for me. Got it. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would make going to bed easier or unnecessary? Honestly, I don't have an answer. Okay. okay. I don't this have is, any idea how this, to do that. This is good. So you hit the wall of I don't know. That's what happens when we ask a really big question. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Take a, take a deep breath. I want you just to open your mind into a state of curiosity. And imagine that you knew the answer 
what was the one thing you could do such that by doing it would make getting sleep easier unnecessary? I could be more intentional about spending time with my husband during waking hours so that I don't feel like the only time I have to connect with him or to even just have that shoulder to shoulder time is from 9.30 to 12.30 at night. There you go. Okay. When would the ideal time be for you to connect? I could be more intentional about having lunch with him because I have the freedom to do that. I could time block time for us on the weekend. Okay. If you had to I can think down. of a lot of things. Yeah, sure. I, so, that's so, so actually let's, not hard. Okay, so let's narrow it down to one. What's the one thing you could do to have intentional time with him? Schedule lunches with him. Okay. What's the minimum number of lunches you could have to feel like you're beginning that domino effect that over time, you guys would be having lunch together, you'd be connecting, which would allow you to go to sleep earlier? Minimum. Minimum would be a couple times a month. Okay. How will you know if you're successful? I think we can just tell when, when it feels right, when you're feeling like you're connected and you definitely know when you're not. Okay. At least I do. Well, let's, let's quantify this because if I asked you to send me your 411 a week from now, how many lunches would we want to see this month? Oh, I see what you're saying. So I should add lunches with Marty to my my twenty percent numbers to track. There you go. And how right. many would that be a month? So so it would be two a month. Two a month. Okay. So now let's. I'm just gonna I'm gonna help you here because you're probably gonna find that if you have more of a model for this, like the first and third Wednesday is lunch. Right. Then you stop having to think about when are we scheduling our next questions. Nope, it's the first and third Wednesday. So, what's one thing you can do to get a model in place? Do the first and third Wednesday of every month. <laughs> Does Marty need to agree to this? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you said that. That is hilarious. Okay. Okay. He loves to have lunch. I make a picnic lunch when it's summertime and it's beautiful in Minnesota and he's all for it. He's the one that always feels like the low guy on the totem pole. When will those be time blocked by? As soon as we're off this call. Okay. Uh, Do me a favor. Post in the community and take a screenshot of your calendar once it's done. Will do. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yay! See, see, here's let's let's fly up to ten thousand feet. I want to walk through what just happened there because this is something that everybody experiences. There's something really big that they are dealing with in their life that's stopping them from getting where they want to go. Ordinary people just accept it and don't really ask the question. I started by asking you two questions that were straight out of the One Thing Planner. What are the three things most likely to stop you, and what's one solution for each? And you automatically went to, if I went to sleep earlier, that would make 
the other one easier. Okay. And then we went to the focusing question. What's the one thing? You quickly hit that wall of, I don't know. In that moment, I just asked you, if you knew the answer, what would it be? And you found an answer. We all know the answers. They're all inside our heads, but sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to search. But when I asked you, if you knew what it was, what would it be? You had to search. And you came up with an answer. And then we narrowed it down to one. Then we quantified it. And we didn't say, what's the ideal number five times a week, every week for the rest of the year? The equivalent of your list with 27 things. We went to the lead domino. Can you two times a month? Can you start there? And guess what, Tiffany? If you find that you can't stick to the first and third Wednesdays of each month, what do you reserve the right to do? Change it. To go smaller. Make it one. I had to bite my tongue not to say twice a week because I'm addicted to if I'm going to do something, I go big. So why not twice a week with my husband? Wouldn't that be great? Well, be great. I, well, yeah. Well, I want to I acknowledge you. Not sustainable. <laughs> I want to acknowledge you and commend you for thinking big and going small. Our ego gets in the way and says, we have to do so much more, especially for those of us that are achievers. And to have the humility to to trust the domino effect to say, I'm going to get there. And it's not going to be by setting the bar too high. It's going to be by setting the bar at a level where I can get a series of wins consistently. I think the other side of that is also knowing when it's not enough to make a difference. Because it'd be really easy to say, oh, you know, once every quarter, I'm going to do something. Once every whatever, right? Once every decade, that'll do it. So as I was thinking about that and, you know, moving from two times a week to two times a month, oh, should I do one time a month? One time a month doesn't feel like that would be enough to to strengthen a connection. Mm. With human to human. Yeah. Well, here's what, here's what I love what you just said. Because some people might be thinking, lunch twice a month doesn't help you go to bed earlier every night. What you just said though, is that you believe that if you can have lunch twice a month, you have enough connection that you won't feel the need to stay up later to try to create the connection. And that would make it easier for you to give yourself permission to go to bed earlier. And if you did that, that would make it more likely for you to actually get more sleep, which would make it more likely for you to deal with all the stuff that's on your plate right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Success is sequential, folks, not simultaneous. One thing at a time. Think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. And sometimes those dominoes are not the dominoes that fall. You know, when there's that one thing that you do that makes five dominoes fall, it's not always a thing. One of those dominoes could be guilt that's no longer there, or it could be energy that you have makes those five dominoes turn into 10 dominoes. That is what's incredibly impactful by really finding what is the one thing that you can do that by doing it, makes everything else easier. Tiffany, what, what guidance would you give somebody to, to get started? Taking the time to figure out what your one thing is and then just keep trying. Mm-hmm. It's the same answer every time somebody asks me that. Just keep trying. It's a journey. 
it's not an ultimate destination. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, being willing to, to welcome us into your life so we have an understanding and also to, to talk about what your path has been since. It has absolutely been my pleasure. I hope that this helps other people in the same way that all those that came before me really helped me. So I'm thankful to them and I'm happy to pay it forward. Well, there you have it, our conversation with Tiffany Kavain, one of our Living Your One Thing community members. Folks, if if you would like to stop feeling like you are doing this alone, if you'd like to feel supported along the way of the people who are going on this journey with you, check out theonething.com slash community. See what's in there. If you're looking for more accountability in your life, if you're looking to have that, that sounding board in moments when you're not sure what to do, we are here waiting for you. Will you join us? It starts by going to theonething.com slash community. And that's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash community. The title of this episode is One Thing to Overcome Overwhelm. So let's ask you the question. What do you think the one thing to overcome overwhelm is? Take the time. Search for the answer. While it may not be the same for each one of you, if you continue to ask the question, you will arrive at one thing you truly can do that would make overcoming the overwhelm that you're experiencing right now easier or unnecessary. If this episode has helped you, please share it with at least one person that you know needs to hear this and consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. It helps us reach more people and live our purpose. If you're new to The One Thing or have not yet subscribed, click that subscribe button on your player so that all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. We really appreciate you. We look forward to being with you in the next episode. 